0: it's a great day i'm welcoming my new friend jose luis Orozco to the good stuff kids podcast jose luis how are you doing today
1: i'm doing great actually we have a nice day here in santa cruz california and uh, i'm very happy to for uh you know i want to thank you for having me in in your uh, podcast program
0: oh it's my pleasure i'm i'm thrilled to talk to you if there's a there's a, you have a lot of experience to share in terms of making music for kids and families. And we're going to get to all that in a second. But one thing that I know for, for most of us who are doing, uh, kids' music stuff or family music stuff, we, we didn't always have that as our as our goal and as our intention. But you've been doing this for a really, really long time, right? Not And I know you have many, many, many years to come as well. But before you got into doing kids and family music, what was your musical background?
1: Well, it starts all at home, you know. For many, many, many of the musicians starts at home. My father played the violin with the Mexico City Symphony Orchestra. My mother loved to sing, and my grandmother also knew a lot of children's songs, so that was the beginning. Then I became a member of the Mexico City Boys Choir at age uh, 8. I traveled the world. I left home when I was 10, and I went back when I was 13, traveling through uh, 34 countries in Central South America, the Caribbean, and Europe. So that's part of the beginning of my music experience and learning about the power of music.
0: Huh, that's amazing. Um, so what, what was it about kids and, and family music that that sort of brought you in? How did you get to that point?
1: Well, it was, you know, we used to get together around my grandmother. You know, she would love to have the, the grandchildren around. And she would start singing, you know, um, the songs that she learned, traditional children's songs, and even the traditional folk songs. and um, And then we started singing with her. Um, so that's how we got started with a family, you know, all the grandchildren were singing with her and, uh, and then at home, you know, with my mother, the same thing, we used to sing a lot. And then my, my father would play the violin and then we all were having some sing-alongs.
0: Hmm. So do you remember the, and this is a great time to, to point this out, you, um, you're celebrating this year, your 50th year. 50th year of making bilingual children's music. Do you remember like and I know that it's it's sometimes tricky to go back and and go back and think about these things, but do you remember when you were first starting out like where were you when you were doing that?
1: Right. Well, it is really funny. There was a, a Spanish uh, language teacher at a high school in uh, if you live in the Bay Area in Cupertino in Monte Vista High School. So, um as soon as I got here through other friends, you know, uh, we were introduced, and she invited me. I just got come, and then, uh, three days later, I was singing at her school for, her, uh, for the spanish-speaking um, uh, uh, learners at the uh, Monte Vista High School. That was in 1970 and then um, then I was invited to other elementary schools, Washington Elementary School in San Jose. And that's how it, it all got started. And then I was uh, hired, actually, by a consortium of five school di- districts in Richmond, Oakland, Berkeley, Union City, and Daly City to sing for the children to teach the songs to the teachers and to the parents. So that's how it all got started. It just was a great blessing for me. I did some work, you know, as a bus boy and then as a gardener. Actually, the the landscaping only lasted one day. One day, huh? <laughs> I, was, I came here in the summertime, you know. Well, not summertime, around May, actually. But it was hard, hard weather, not far from where you probably live in San Carlos, you know, in the mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yep.
1: And that was only one day of work. But then um, I worked in in Los Altos, not far from Stanford University, at a fancy restaurant as a busboy. And then I was able to to you know make money to buy me a guitar because I didn't even bring my guitar from Mexico. And when I went to sing at the high school, uh, this friend, you know, uh, Karen, uh, she had a, a guitar at her house, so she brought the house. I mean, she took me to the school and. And uh, I was able to play and sing for the kids with her guitar. Hmm. But so, then after you, know, not not too no, too long, you know. Uh, after that, um, I, I had my own guitar, and I, and then I opened the doors for me to sing everywhere.
0: Yeah, well, that and and you, it's not, you started with high school kids, or you played for high school kids a little bit? Is that but, right?
1: Well, it, it it was the very first school. No, it was you know since I was mainly singing. Uh, traditional songs from, uh-huh. you know, Latin America, like Guantanamera, like La Bamba, mm-hmm. and, and,
0: and,
1: and maybe few of the children's songs because that facilitates the learning of the language, even if you are a high, in high school or if you are in college or if you are a second language uh, learner as a senior, you know, music is a great friendly tool. So I did incorporate some of the children's songs, but I also uh, did uh, some traditional songs. And later on, I focus mainly on the elementary schools and uh, preschools. But a lot of the high school teachers all over the country use my my recordings to teach the second language. Uh-huh, the that's fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree that that learning through music is is one of the uh, the absolute best ways that you can learn. I just think it's so interesting that. That you started with high school kids because high school kids are notoriously tough and i was i was thinking oh my poor buddy jose luis got got thrown right in with the high school kids but it sounds like it went pretty well
1: yeah it was well because i mean they were learning the language they were interested in learning spanish that was the main thing and it was just because the, this friend of mine, you know, uh, was a high school teacher, mm-hmm. and and then then I connected with other educators through the colleges and universities, you know, San Jose State and uh, and and then uh, the Anza College and then Stanford and then UC Berkeley, and then from there it went to the uh, five school districts uh, in right. the East Bay area and in the peninsula.
0: Right. Um- so so you've had such a brilliant career, and, and I don't think it's fair to ask you how many records you've put out because it's, it's quite a few, and I don't know if you know that number off the top of your head, and that's totally okay, but your newest record that came out in April, so just a couple, about a month ago actually, it's called Muvete. Songs for a Healthy Mind in a Healthy Body. So I'm curious, what inspired you to make a record with that idea in mind?
1: Well, you know, there are many, many reasons. One of them is that in the United States, we have a lot of kids with uh, problems of uh, obesity. And then as they grow, and even, even before they, they, they become teenagers, many of them, are, you know, have some problems uh, already, medical problems, with health problems like diabetes. And, and then obesity obviously causes, you know, part of that. And, um, and you know, if, if we don't start at an early age, we have to intervene early in everything with the children. You know, part of it is health. And this is why I, I, I had, you know, in mind the exercise, the body movement, through, you know, fan songs, through participation, through, and then not only the body the body exercise, but also the learning of the language as they are having fun moving. So there are many other other skills that we teach through, through all these songs that are in this record but, or a, a CD. And not only, not only this one, but all my recordings are educational. My uh, academic background is in, in multicultural education, so I have a master's degree in multicultural education. And then, you know, doing music since I was a child, obviously, you know, uh, I, I, as I said at the beginning, I learned the power of music, how powerful it is, and then how it can be used to teach anything.
0: Absolutely. So the, what I loved about this record and, and I, you know, I, I took Spanish in high school, too. And I wish that I had learned your songs or had your songs as, as ways to to help me learn. Um, but one thing I noticed is that the, all of the songs are both in in Spanish, recorded in Spanish, and then you recorded them also in English. Have you also have you always done that when you record do a do a Spanish version as well as an English version?
1: Not, not really. Uh, I think in the late, in the mid 7, mid-80s, I started doing, well, at the beginning I was doing bilingual uh, music, but I had not record everything. There was actually a great need for the Spanish language to, learn, to help the Spanish speakers and also to, to help the English speakers to learn Spanish because, the you know, diversity is growing in the United States. Now there are about 60 million Spanish-speaking people in the United States, which makes it the second largest Spanish-speaking country in the world after Mexico. So the need was there. When I arrived here in 1970, there was a lot of money for bilingual education, and that's why the bilingual programs needed me and wanted me. So there were many other singers doing music in in, in English. There was already the music from Woody Guthrie, the music from... uh, from uh, Pete Seeger and then uh, many other singers, you know, then in the 80s, uh, Rafi came from Canada to do mostly uh, English songs and he incorporated one or two songs in English, I mean in Spanish. So um, uh, the need first again was in Spanish. Later on I started exploring more uh, the recording and the publishing of the books bilingually. And again, that that happened, you know, uh, in when the printed matter combined with a, with a, uh, recordings um, in around, you know, the beginning of the eighties.
0: Mm-hmm. So one one thing I just want to go back a little bit. We you you were talking about movement and and songs for a healthy mind. I um I watched your video uh, this morning for clap tap Tra-La-La, La, and one thing I wanted to uh, to to bring up about that was. It was awesome, first of all, and I was very impressed with one particular thing. So you made this video and you're a musician and you're a guitar player and you've been doing these things. But in this video, you don't use a single instrument. And I think it's a really brave thing to be able to stand up in front of a group of kids. And it looked like it was in a library kind of setting and to lead them in song without any kind of instrument. And I think that a lot of people sort of don't necessarily have that, uh, have that as something that they do. I, I know for myself, I'll speak for myself, I always feel more comfortable if I have a guitar and I'm playing guitar in front of a group of people. But if you take that away, I'm like, what do I do with myself? So I, I just wanted to share that I was very impressed uh, that well, you did that in the video.
1: Michael, I would like actually to say that, yes, you have the instrument in your voice. That's the most important instrument for communication with the kids. If we are gonna work with language, you know, obviously that's it. So we have it, you have it. And, and, and you are already a singer. I, I'm sure that you can do it without a, you meant, a, because the voice is also a musical instrument. We make it a musical instrument uh, for communication and also for music. But obviously I th- I, th- I think you meant a, a musical instrument like a guitar or like a- Exactly,
0: or, exactly, yes, know. yes.
1: Yeah, but you know, I, I am very comfortable because you know, when I sang with the Mexico City Boys Choir and traveled the world, we were doing all a cappella. Uh. We didn't have pianos or, or any, uh, you know, um, any um, other musical instruments, but our, our voices. So I feel comfortable using my voice, and then I also incorporate movement, which is the other important part with the recording of uh, of muévete, uh, which means you know, move. Let's start mm-hmm. moving, mm-hmm. and and. <laughs> And that takes time, you know. That takes time, but uh, I'm I'm very happy. That's a very simple song that helps, you know, kids with body movement and uh, uh, to teach about body parts. And then I play around with rhythm a lot.
0: Yeah, and and you and you take it to double time, like it's awesome. It's like all the all the great things rolled into one, you know. Totally interactive, and and you the facilitator being a being there with them right and I'm, I'm basing this all on one video right but um, you the the facilitator being with them and doing the motions with them it, it takes down the uh, some of the barrier between performer and audience and I just thought that was really really cool. So I just wanted to share right. that yeah
1: I agree the interaction is very important. If we are uh, working with kids and we want to teach something, the interaction is very important like call and response. And probably you do. You probably in some of your songs you probably do call and response, you sure, know. Sure. Sure. And, and that's that's important. And then you get them engaged. Uh, it is harder. Like if I were just to play the guitar, uh, it is another great. You know, uh, to have you have to have a great talent and, and, and then uh, master the skill playing an instrument just for the children to listen for about. You know, the school assemblies are forty-five or fifty minutes, so. That takes a lot, and that, that's something I couldn't do just playing the instrument. But my my interaction is with the voice, with the body, and then with uh the, with my little guitar.
0: But it's beautiful. It's really really cool. So so let's let's talk about a couple of the songs from Muévete. Tell me a little bit about um, Palomitas de Maíz. That song gets super crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know I I mean I. I I I, mean, I I hope you mean crazy in the good sense. Oh,
0: yeah. Crazy in the best sense.
1: Yeah, palomitas de maíz is a very simple, very simple. It means popcorn, you know. Mm-hmm. So I tell the children, uh, this is to simulate, you know, through anticipation, sound, uh, body movement, to get excited. And then I said, when I first asked them, do you like popcorn? And everybody you know jumps and says, "Yeah, we like popcorn <laughs> and then I say, Wait, when I say pop, you jump you know uh-huh. that's the magic part yeah totally. and the rest of it is easy. the rest of it is easy because you play around with the rhythm you know sometimes I go fast, but uh, even if I double or triple <laughs> the the speed, the kids still are jumping and then I stop because mm-hmm. you know the when, the way we make the popcorn you know, all of a sudden, it stops the popping, and then it starts again with the heat, and then that's the funny part, and, and then I do it in Spanish, and the same thing is, you know, the funny part is that in Spanish, the sound is about the same, you know, we say palomitas, palomitas means pop popcorn, palomitas de maíz, actually, mm-hmm. is, is three words, mm-hmm. and so uh, in English, is pop, in Spanish, it's pa, wow. it's about the same, yeah. so it's, That sound that you play around with and accelerate it, and then you stop, and then you just see them having a lot of fun. That's, again, stimulating that, doing exercise, and then I include little words, you know. Everybody, you know, jumping, jumping with a very happy with popcorn, like popcorn. Mm -hmm. And in Spanish, you know, in Spanish, I say the same, palomitas de maíz, salsa, salsa, muy feliz. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's great. And I love how it's like so you can break it down to the essence like just the sound of the words, right? Popcorn and palomitas and and those are also just fun sounds to make. So I think and like they sort of lend themselves to to movement, you know, you say pop and you want to pop. So I think that's that's a really cool part of the song as well.
1: Right. That's that's the the base of it, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. And that's what we want the kids to to be stimulated in, you know, in the learning process. Right. Then are things that they, they don't forget. You know, when I visit some schools and they the kids already uh, have learned the song, that's the first thing. the, the first thing they ask. Oh, can we do palomita? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's great. And
1: so, there are many There are many others like that.
0: Yeah. So tell me about Domingo Flamingo.
1: Yeah, Domingo Flamingo is another skill, it's the balancing, balancing the body. You know, Domingo Flamingo, again, we're teaching uh, rhyming there, mm-hmm. Domingo and Flamingo. And it is funny because it's the same thing in Spanish, Domingo Flamingo, <laughs> is the name of the boy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Flamingo is about the same in the word. So we're teaching language, we're teaching rhyming, and then we're teaching balance. And then it's also a group uh, activity. All the kids you know clap um, and then they you know we sing and say you know as we clap and we sing you know we, we, we want to be like Domingo. Domingo wants to be a Flamingo standing on his right foot he counts from one to ten. So then we, we use the numbers the kids are learning numbers counting and they also they have to balance the body and then they, then you know we take turns with the, with the, with the left foot, left foot and then right foot. In this one, I don't really do too much. Uh, I don't accelerate the song. Mm -hmm. But it's another excitement. It's stimulating also, and they have to do some of the exercise. Balancing is an important skill. Again, this recording of Muevete is for uh, children, you know, from the time they're born to up to seven years old.
0: Sure. Sure, absolutely. Um, or, Or, you know, for me. I liked it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would say you know because the grandparents like to sing and, and and participate with their grandchildren. Yeah.
0: So you mentioned just a moment ago that you you've written some books. Um, t- what's the? Tell me a. L- tell 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 the audience. Tell us a little bit about some of the some of the books that you've written.
1: Well, these are bilingual books. I started actually. There was that need. I uh, a, you know, I, I, I became an educator actually as soon as I started working in the schools because I was already teaching parents, I was teaching uh, teachers, and I was teaching students. And then there was a great need for the recordings. The teachers and the parents were asking, well, where can we get this music? And then I used to make, uh, you know, uh, uh, handouts for my workshops in teachers' conferences, parents' conferences. And out of all those handouts, you know, I started uh, I, with all those collections of recordings with the handouts, I, I made the books. And the, the first uh, series is about uh, what, uh, 13 volumes, oh, wow. you know, from volume one to volume 13 of uh, Latin American children's songs or Hispanic bi- uh, bilingual children's songs. Because then I, I translated all the songs into English. And then in 1994, Penguin, um, now it used to be Penguin Putnam, now it's a Penguin Random House. They got interested in my work, and then uh, the first collection came as one of the, you know, I would say more commercial books, uh, uh, De Colores. Mm-hmm. De Colores uh, was published in 1994, and, and uh, so we are celebrating 25 years already. Or, uh, or you know, 25 years of from the first edition, and it's being edited already. It's on the 40th edition. Oh wow, 40th that's awesome. Edition. So it it is the you know I would say the books that came out all uh, you know nicely illustrated. My other books were mainly the the music scores, and the bilingual lyrics, and with some explanation of what the songs were all about. And this one the 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 colores uh, came out you know with a nice uh, illustrations. Uh, and then um came the the second book, the uh, edit of Ten Little fingers that's on um, it's uh, probably thirtieth uh, fifth edition because that that came out about uh, two years after the De colores. And then uh, after that, you know then there are many others uh, published by Scholastic, you know uh, mm-hmm. Rin Rin or and the last one that came out also about uh, three years, three months ago, "Sing with Me, Canta Conmigo." It's a collection of uh, actually six songs, but they are in English and Spanish, which makes it twelve songs. Mm-hmm. So uh, altogether, I would say it's about uh, 18 uh, different uh, books, and they are available in the libraries everywhere. You know, the people don't need to buy them; they can they can just borrow them from the public uh, libraries. But if they want to buy them, they can go to my website.
0: Well that's yeah so what is the best way for for people to uh, to keep up with with what you're doing and and to track down all this music? Because we barely scratch the surface here. Um, you know, a 50 year and counting career is, is really amazing and there's lots and lots of music and lots of books. so what what are the best ways for people to uh, continue to to learn about and listen to your music or find your books and and various all other right. things websites, social media, et etc.
1: Yeah, well, well, yeah, website is just my full name, Luis Orozco.com. no hyphen, no accents, com. But besides that, there are more than, I have more than 400 videos in YouTube.
0: Oh, wow. So
1: no excuse, there is no excuse, uh, you know, there is plenty, especially now in the age of uh, coronavirus, I mean, coronavirus, mm-hmm. you know, people, mm-hmm. uh, parents and Teachers and children can can uh, do sing-alongs with me, uh, even without me. You know, with uh, all the videos that I have. There is movement, there is language, there is uh, English, there is Spanish language. So there is plenty. And then uh, Facebook, I, I just uh, did I think two uh, live streamings. I'm going to do another one probably in about a week, and I will announce it in my Facebook. Um, uh, a concert for about 40 minutes and maybe some interaction with, with the audience from whatever they are watching me, whether it's Houston or New York, Chicago, Oregon, <laughs> whatever, uh-huh. Mexico or Puerto Rico. <laughs> so, yeah, and, you know, I'm around, I'm still around, and my, my, all my material is in the public libraries. You just Google my name, and then you will find a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, well... And- I-
1: Wikipedia if you want to know more about my life yeah
0: well I I think it it, you know 50 years is is an amazing contribution and it is very obvious that you speak with the mind and the heart of an educator which is a really it's really really nice and and the fact that you're given given some shout outs to the public library to go check out your stuff just shows us who you are as a person so uh Jose Luis before we say goodbye would you be willing and think, would you think about playing a song for us? I'm oh, ready. all right.
1: What are you, you going to play? Is the, you know, another popular song. This is about Monica, also from the Muevete recording. It's also about for body movement, starting with the small muscles of the face and then moving the rest of the body, you know, one at a time. And. Uh, so her name is Monica my friend uh, uh, Monica lo- loves to sing and loves to dance and when uh, she's dancing we all say ooh la la
0: what do we say? <laughs> ooh, ooh, la, la. La. say ooh la la
1: we wave our hands up high you know uh-huh. and then we uh, the, the, the body movement I have uh, I have a friend her name is Monica and when she goes to dance We all say ooh-la-la, ooh-la-la, ooh-la-la. We all say ooh-la-la. What do we say? Ooh-la-la. Right. We all say ooh-la-la. And then she comes with her eyebrows. She likes to move her eyebrows. She likes to just like me. She took herself around. And she likes to dance like me. Yeah. I have a friend. Her name is Monica. And when La, la. What about the nose? The She likes to move her nose. She likes it just like me. She likes to move her nose. And she likes to dance like me. Here we go. A little bit of Spanish. I'll give you the, the part of the body part. It, it, it. What the heck? Yeah. About the whole body. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh
0: that was so great! Oh, I lo- uh, I was doing it. I was moving. I was moving my cheeks and my eyebrows. I did the whole thing. I just want you to know that you are not alone. Um, Jose Luis, this was really incredible. Thank you for the amazing music. Thanks for playing a song for us. Thanks for taking the time with me today.
1: Oh, that's nice of you to make it possible for me to to be with you. Thanks again. And if I'm in Houston or you're in California, we should get together.
0: That sounds. Amazing. Looking forward to it. Take care.
1: Hey you too. Bye bye. Adios. Adios. Good stuff. stuff.